This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. This is the mailbag segment. We're going to go through as many questions as we can, but not here for almost an hour already, so I'm going to try to keep it to a reasonable length, but we'll just get right into it. We'll dive into a topic that I got into late in the last segment. People seem to want to talk more about it, so let's go. Jay Will says, how funny the media didn't see Winston get hit throwing. Not a fair take. He was hit while throwing. He doesn't have a choice where to throw. Carr did it all game. Sure, you got hit by th- while throwing. You still chose to throw into double coverage, right? Chris wasn't open. You threw there. He ob- objectively has a choice to of whether to throw to his first read or go somewhere else. He got in and decided to chuck it. Did he get hit? Sure. I mean, it, that's neither here nor there. You know, <laughs> I wanted to see him run some offense, not just heave it. And that's what he did. Uh, you know, it, it, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, yeah, I, sure. Get in a rhythm. You don't get into a rhythm by chucking it deep on the first throw. You, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's not what I wanted to see, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and it was disappointing to me because I wanted to see him go in there and, and run some offense, move the ball, show that you can run the offense, right? Because, you know, he, he got in in the second half last week and he looked okay. You know, like he didn't get down the field. The closest he got was, I think, the 37-yard line. They decided not to kick it. I wanted to see him lead a drive and do something. He got the first team reps this week. You can say he wasn't in rhythm. He had the reps in practice. He should have been ready to go in there and do something. And sure, no one's motivated at that point. I get it. But I, I just want, would have liked to see him put up something that made it, you know, a conversation of like, you know, we saw we saw Derek go out there with a shoulder that probably isn't ready and struggle. Maybe we do this. And instead, the only clip you have <laughs> is that. And and so it's disappointing. I, I get it. I'm not trying to slam Jameis. I'm just saying I'm disappointed that that's what happened. And I, I don't, when I say stock down, my stock's not down on Jameis for that. It's more of just, again, a disappointment thing. Because <laughs> I would have loved to see him go out there and, you know, have a little success, and, and he didn't. So we, we, can, we, can, we can move on. But 
Let's let's go to a different question. Uh, Trav504, who's to blame? DC says it's not Pete. DC, I think you meant DA. You know, DA didn't say it's not Pete. DA said it's everybody. And and here, let's I have this clip from Dennis Allen, and you know, to his credit, he didn't you know, and so you kinda have to read between the lines with Dennis Allen. You you hear him talk enough, he's not gonna go out and say, you know, yeah, Pete really dropped the ball on this. But if he doesn't give an endorsement and say, I think Pete called a good game, I think that Pete has this offense prepared, then you like that's kind of the line uh where you can you can interpret that he there there is some serious questions is he, and he's never gonna DA's not the type of coach and, and coaches shouldn't he's not the type of coach that will go up there without watching the film and say I think this is what happened and, and I'm gonna critique it he's always gonna fall back on I need to go watch the film because hey you know and, and I, like this is the first year I've been able to speak from experience when you're on the sideline you don't get a great look at everything that happened on a play. You're, you're seeing what you were watching specifically, and then you might get a replay, but in the stadium, you're not getting the replays from the broadcast. They're not showing it over and over again for a close play. And if it's a negative play that the Saints PR team might not want you to see, then they won't show it at all. So if you're, you're, your view is limited. So like I think it's the right move for a coach to not slam people in the post game before being able to go watch film and be like, what the fuck were you thinking? Sorry for the swear, but uh, this is what DA had to say about the, he, he was asked if it was all execution or if there is an element of the play calling that needs to be looked at. And this is what he said. There's, when you, when you get beat like that, I mean, you know, you got to look at it all, you know, uh, I mean, um, if you just said it was all on the execution, then, then that would look like a, a freaking cop out, right? You know, um, so I think we've got to be better in a lot of areas. And just to to set this up, he's now being asked whether he thought the sh- Derek Carr's shoulder affected him during the game. Not during the game, I didn't. Um, you know, he got a little sore there at the end. Um, but, I, you know, there's probably a couple of throws where I felt like it might have come up a little bit short, you know, and I don't know that that was – I don't know that was relative to the – to the shoulder or not. And so, yeah, I mean, like that's, you know, he was also asked if he would consider a change at play caller. He said, I'm not willing to go down that road right now. And, you know, that's not a no, right? And like, that's kind of when you listen to DA talk, understand that you're not going to get answers of like, yeah, F that guy. <laughs> let's, let's go to, let's, let's, let's go to, let's go to this person who, because I decided right now that I'm going to make Ronald Curry the play caller and we're going to make Pete this guy. And this, like, that's not what he's going to do in the post game. But the, just the fact that he did not fully endorse Pete as the play caller and say, we are very comfortable with Pete calling plays. That's, that is a statement in and of itself. Um, so keep that in mind. So I, I didn't read that as DA absolving Pete of, issues in this game. I read that as DA being like, no, we were, I don't think we were prepared, right? Like you don't get beat like that and say, oh yeah, the players just didn't play well enough. <laughs> you know, it, that is a part of it, but you know, you, 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 the, a lot goes into that and uh, it, it all happens in the week leading up to the game. Kevin Ashworth 
says, agree, the play design is worse than the play calling. No imagination. It doesn't matter what plays call if the plays themselves stink. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... You, you, I think part of it is like you look around the league and you see, like the you know the, like the Dolphins who actually got beat today. You know it's you know that's just the cyclical nature of the NFL. Like you can win seventy twenty, you know win by fifty, and then you you go face Buffalo and they beat you by however many they beat you by. Let's see what was the score of that game. Uh, am I missing it? I know it's here forty eight twenty. So they the the the. Dolphins beat the Broncos by 50 last week. Today, they go out to Buffalo and lose by 28. And the Broncos, meanwhile, come back from like 28 points down to beat the, to beat the Bears, which, man, the Bears, Bears are currently in line to have the number one and two pick in the draft. Um, so, I mean, like, it's there's so much that you can look at. But, like, you know, you see some of these offenses like the Dolphins and how they're using Tyreek Hill and they're doing this kind of cheat motion and and the Kyle Shanahan and how he uses the backs and Debo Samuel and then you see the Saints and it's like, man, this is this is bland AF. <laughs> you know, it it's just there's nothing you look at and be like, wow, that was innovative. You know, that was that was well that was well designed. It's all like the very simplest version of an NFL offense and it's and it's not working. Um, you know, and Sure, like the pass protection is a factor, but you know sometimes you can create situations where you can help the pass protection, and I just don't feel like the Saints have done that. And so to me, that's like I again, it's like yeah, the, the play calls themselves are an issue. Sure, the play designs. You know, I don't, I don't. How much of this offense has changed in the last two years? What have you actually changed from Sean Payton being here to Pete Carmichael owning this offense for two years? I don't know, but you know, I don't, you know, Sean Payton's not here anymore. You don't have to run his offense. Um, and if your offensive coordinator is not capable of creating situations and under and creating designs and, and coming up with ideas, that's a problem. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Like that's to me, like, again, it's like, it's not all on the play calling, but thanks for the comment, Kevin. Um, we'll go down here to Carl Markey Marks, which thank you very much. Uh, has been a fan for over 30 years. I've, I know when I've seen enough fire everyone. Loomis, too. We need someone who isn't afraid of making tough cuts. And a coach with modern offensive mind. We don't have a winning culture anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> You're not doing that 2-2. Two and two. You know, it's... it's uh, I, I understand the frustration. I really do. I'm frustrated. If, if, if this hour-long podcast has not illustrated that I am very frustrated... Um, I don't know what, how else to, how else to display it, but I, I mean, I think there are levers you pull <laughs> before you fire everybody. Um, you know, this, you are in a very precarious situation in terms of, you know, you haven't, you have a veteran roster. So a full rebuild is not as simple as it sounds like, where do you, what do you, where do you look, right? Like where, where do you start? You have Derek Carr under contract for two more years you, you are definitely planning on bringing him back next year. So if you're going to rebuild, are you rebuilding around Derek Carr? Are you going to trade him? Are you going to do whatever? Like, that's just not a road you want to go down at this point in the season. You're going to ride it out. And so you're just hoping that you can get better. Now there's smaller decisions you could make. Do you change the play caller? Do you adjust? Do you, do you move Ronald Curry up and have him be 
a bigger part of the offensive game planning. You know, he's the QB's coach right now. Can he be more than that? He's been getting offensive coordinator interviews. He hasn't gotten the job yet, but I imagine he will before long. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's a question. I think it's fair. I think the the, the idea is, you know, fair. I don't think Gale's going to fire Mickey. Um, but at a certain point, it's like, you, you. I think you're right in the sense that you need someone who is willing to make tough decisions and, Right now, it feels like they took the path of least resistance in terms of handling Sean Payton's departure in maintaining everything and maintaining Dennis Allen and maintaining Pete Carmichael. And, you know, with the way things are trending right now, it's hard to it's hard to look at that and be like, great call. Yeah, you, you definitely nailed it. Um, I'm hoping they can turn it around. I'm not having given up. Because <laughs> I think he's going to get a chance to turn it around. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see. Trav504 says, touchback or not, they turned it over the next play. Disagree with this. He's talking about the Adam Prentice fumble. Because if that was a touchback, Adam Prentice never gets the ball. <laughs> you know? Like, if you... I think the Saints probably would have just kneeled it out uh, in general. I think you were in the final minute. I think there was like 40-some-odd seconds left. So, like... No, they don't turn it over if the ball is not at the one-yard line because the reason you had to give Adam Prentice the ball is that you did not have enough space to kneel without it being a safety. So, no, it, that, that touchback was a huge point in the game. Now, I've seen some people saying that they could challenge it, possibly, but it's in the final two minutes, so you can't challenge it. It would have had to be reviewed by the officials, they, by the officials. You can't challenge in the last two minutes of either half. It is all booth initiated. So I imagine that it is a situation where it is non-reviewable based on the, the call on the field. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but in terms of it being non-reviewable, but I do know for sure that the Saints could not have challenged it. Actually, if the Saints did try to challenge it, Pretty sure there's a penalty associated with that because it would have been delay a game. So, yeah, I mean, like I did see the critique that DA should have challenged it. You know, we can critique a lot of things for DA. That's not one of them because he didn't have that option. Warrior, 93. Defense played good enough. Oh, well, played good. Carr shouldn't have played, and the third down calls were garbage. SMH. Um, I agree. I think the, the offensive line was, you know, by their standards, good. I think they were reasonable. I think the protection was reasonable. I don't think it was the reason that you struggled so hard today. Um, I don't think the defense played well enough. I don't think they would tell you that they played well enough. Um, you had you had good defense in points. You had some nice plays, but I didn't see, you know, Lonnie Johnson had a chance to, to change that game early. He had a pick six gift wrapped and he let it go through his hands, you know, and, and that's the type of play that I think if you get out ahead and the defense can pin their ears back a little bit, could have could have set up the Saints. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I like I think this this team as it's as it's working right now needs that defense to make game changing plays, and they didn't make any. Um, and you know they they made one close close play. You know the Adam interception, and it just you know the second it got put down at the one, I was like, only bad things happened. <laughs> Only bad things happen here. You know, it's funny because it literally happened to the Bucks last week against the Eagles. The exact same thing happened. You had an interception at the goal line, and the, the officials said, oh, he's down with the one. And then the Eagles actually got a safety, which in hindsight would have been better than what happened to the Saints. The Saints actually got worse uh, in that sense because they allowed seven instead of two. But, 
yeah, it's uh, anyway, it's it's a whole thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I didn't think the defense like we can we can trash the offense and say the offense didn't have a good day and they didn't and they they've struggled for seems like a year at this point. But the defense doesn't get a pass in this game. And they don't get a pass for last week either. You know, you look at the last three games, and I talked to Tyron Matthew about this before the game, and he he's as concerned about it as I am, in that that the Panthers game, you know, that that drive at that point felt like an anomaly. It was literally the first touchdown they allowed all season. But you get into the fourth quarter and suddenly you allow a long touchdown drive and the Panthers to score. They're down 10. They needed to get an onside kick, but you allowed them that opportunity. DeMarco Jackson recovered it. It didn't end up hurting you, but that happened. Like that's a thing and it happened. The next week, you are up 17 to nothing midway through the fourth quarter. Field goal, touchdown, two-point conversion, touchdown. You lost you know, Jameis did drive them into field goal range. Blake missed the field goal. I think Blake had a good day. He probably should have been in the stock up. He had three field goals. He did a good job. But, you know, that's that's what this defense record is right now, is allowing scores at inopportune times. <laughs> you know, and again, like I said, like the offense, as bad as it was, cut the lead to one score twice in the second half and never got the ball back without being down 11 or more. So, you know, I, I don't think the defense had a good enough day. You need, you need more from them. And is, is it fair? No, but it's the, it's the reality. If this Saints team wants to be competitive this year, it needs its defense to put up a better performance than it did today. Now, key, I, I, he, the thing is, so you, you are without Marcus May. <laughs> You're without Jordan Howden. You lost Lonnie Johnson. Jonathan Abram is starting for you at safety. Paulson Adebo isn't out there. You know, so you are making, mixing and matching and making things work. Peyton Turner's obviously hurt as well. But, you know, you have enough pieces. You should, you should be more competitive. Demario Davis and Cam Jordan looked really old. Where are our leaders at? Leaders need to step up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to watch the film to get an idea of this. Like, I think, you know, one of the issues with the Saints defense is the way they play. They're bulky, right? Like, the, the way they ha- they're set up, they have bulky players. They have big DNs. They have big D tackles. And that makes it difficult to kind of maintain containment on quarterbacks that are kind of jitterbugging it, right? Like Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield are very similar in that way. They're not running quarterbacks, but they understand how to move and how to maneuver and how to create angles and get the yards they need. They don't need a 30-yard run. Like They're not trying to break a 50-yard touchdown run. They're just trying to get to the sticks and get out of bounds. And that's honestly, I think, more difficult frustrating for this team than a quarterback who is looking to run because you can run fit and you can stop it like a design quarterback run I think they can handle but that that just kind of like extended play where they're just waiting for a guy to run too far upfield you know it's 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 kind of the Saints kryptonite in that way and like a guy like Jalen Hurts like that's why they have so much trouble with him Kyler Murray Kyler Murray has not been good like the last two years but he plays the Saints and he's like you know all world um, and you know, it's kind of, you, you can look at it and say, maybe they need to evolve from a scheme perspective. Um, but that's not happening mid season. So 
you know it's it's tough but i don't know if it's it's being old yeah i think it's yeah i don't think cam or demario i think so i don't think cam has lost a step i think demario you know i don't i don't don't want to say he's lost a step but he's definitely not the 26 year old demario um but he makes up for that by being head of the curve from an intellectual standpoint right so he knows what's happening and so he can get there faster um i don't know like demario and cam weren't an issue all season i i don't i think they'll they'll step up i'm not worried about them Brian Edwards Jr., Jalen Smith, is he even still in consideration to be our starting linebacker yet along with backups, not practice squad, anyone? So Jalen Smith's on the practice squad. Now, the problem with Jalen Smith is he is a middle linebacker. Like he's, the, he's, that's all that you're, that's what you're, that's where you're playing him. Like you're playing at Sam, but you put the Sam linebacker on the field, what, five snaps a game, you know, and, and he's not going to play special teams. So, it doesn't make sense to have him on the active roster. He was a guy you brought in when when Demario got hurt. Those were two very specific things that happened. Demario Davis got hurt and missed about two weeks of practice, and you brought in Jalen Smith for the eventuality that maybe he had to play games without Demario. That's what happened. And Jalen Smith wanted to stick around, and I think the Saints were happy to have him around because I think that's a great insurance policy, but that's what it is. Um, you're not bringing up Jalen unless you have an injury and realistically it would take two injuries to get him on the field because I think you would put Pete Werner at middle linebacker before you would put Jalen in middle linebacker because I think you could figure out a will so that's where he is I mean he's there he's still on the practice squad he's 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 doing his job he has a really cool truck I see it at the facility sometimes and I know it's his because it's got his logo on the back uh anyway Brian Edwards also asked when will Paulson return I don't know hamstrings are tough he didn't get on the field at all for practice this week. You know, that's that's the first step. It's like, can he get into a limited practice and then go from there? All right, we'll get to a couple more questions. 81 questions in here. There's just only so much that I can... 81 comments, I should say, not all questions. But let's get to one more, and, uh, and then I'll have to cut it off. Danny TO4, was Carr holding on to the ball for too long again? You know, it's a good question. And I think that you watch Derek Carr and... It's interesting because he is willing to take hits, right? Like in a, on a third down situation, when it's third and nine, he's not going to take a check down in most cases. He's not going to take a check down just to save his own hide. And that, I think, worked against him against the Packers where he had a check down available. Jimmy Graham was there. It was short of the sticks. It was a third and nine, I think, and it would have been a, about a five-yard pass. Probably gets tackled short of it. Um, and so in some instances, I think you do see him hold the ball too long, but in other instances today, I mean, he threw to Alva Kamara 13 times. He checked it down a lot. And my issue is like, what it's, it's, it seems to be all or nothing. It's, it's never like that middle ground where it's like, okay, the smart move is to check it down, get there fast, right? It's, it's either you're doing it or you're not. And and that's, I don't know, like you threw to Alvin Kamara 13 times. You threw to Jimmy Graham zero times. You know, you threw to Chris Olave six times. Well, he, uh, Derek threw to Chris Olave six, five, five times. The the last target was Jameis's only target. Um, and that ended in the interception. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough because like I think this was a game where you did scheme. And, we, and, and, this, and that's the thing. So... One thing that like people say, wow, why was he checking it down? Well, 
you know, we've heard all week the protection's bad. Get the ball out fast. Use the quick game. Well, I think they were doing that, right? Like they were running some screens. They didn't always work, you know? And and so like that's the thing. It's like you're scheming, you're scheming, you're trying to get certain looks and then you end up throwing Al Kamara 13 times. Uh, and so it, it, it's it's a give and take. But, you know, I, I thought that gen- that's, the, that's the frustrating thing is, you know, we're, we're like, well, the problem is he's holding onto the ball too long. Get the ball out of his hands, you know, get get the first downs and move on. Well, that's what they did on those long drives in the second half, right? Like, that's how they move the ball. And so, like, it was effective. But that only works for so long. At one point, I felt like they were getting a little too predictable with the Taysom Hill offense. You drove all the way downfield. I think they were, I don't know if it was a red zone or it was close to it, if not. And then you just kind of like, you just kind of telegraphed a Taysom Hill run and they were like, okay, fine. And they came up and they just stuffed it. And it's like, why? It doesn't have to be every first down. It doesn't have to be so formulaic. Like, like the, the, I th- said this before before the game. It's like, you know, you can have a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, but, you know, that's only going to work until they gear up for a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, and then they can hit it. They just got to swing earlier. But you need, you need a changeup. You need a curveball. You need stuff to keep defenses off balance. And right now, it feels like the Saints only have a fastball. And it's not a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. It's like a it's like a 96-mile-an-hour fastball with like a little wiggle, you know? And and, and it's not, not getting the job done, you know? You know, you got a breaking ball, but it just kind of floats, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's not a thing, you know? And this baseball analogy probably falls apart pretty quickly, but you get the idea. Like, I just... It, it just feels like there's just not a good grasp on when to call certain plays and 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 when to deviate and when not to deviate like when to run a tendency breaker and when your tendency breaker becomes your tendency and you know i don't it pro, it's like you'd like to say okay well this is something that you can learn from and grow p carmo's been in this job for 16 years how much more can you grow how much more can you learn um that's the frustrating thing and that's you know i don't i don't know you know i think Derek carr when his shoulder is better, which I imagine it'll be next week. We'll see. We'll run this offense a little bit more efficiently, but I don't know, you know, and I think that's, that's where it becomes really frustrating because I don't think the Bucks are, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't think the Bucks are that good of a football team, but they were a lot better than the saints today. And that's very frustrating to say. Um, but all right, this has been a very, it's been an hour and 20 minute therapy session for mostly for me, but I hope for you as well. Um, we went, we went through some stuff. We talked it out, you know, we can get through the week. We'll, we'll do it. We'll get there together. But this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Thanks to everyone who joined in, everyone who left a comment, a lot of comments in there. I was not able to get to them all, but I do appreciate everybody. Someone says Chris Olave was targeted seven times, not according to every stat box score I've looked at. I don't know why I decided to, to humor that. Anyway, we'll move on. Thanks, everyone. You know, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. If you're watching this, you know, and you use Apple Podcasts and you wouldn't mind going there and just giving us a rating and a review, that'd be great. You know, that helps us kind of move up in the in the listings. And, and you know, I like seeing them. I like hearing from y'all. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, DMs are open. I'm always looking for suggestions, criticisms, you know, Ideally, you'll be nice to me, but you don't have to be. 
up to you. But all right, I'm going to log off here and uh, try to figure out how to erase this game from my memory as quickly as possible. Bourbon might be involved. We'll see. Again, thanks everyone for listening. Appreciate y'all. Who dat? Go Saints. Be easy.